Has the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Roya Mosinian. <laughs> shalom, shalom, everybody. And guess what day it is? It's Monday. That's right. And you know what that means. It's time for Lighten Up on Israel News Talk Radio. My name is Steve Miller. Give it up again for my special guest host, Mr. Yosef Kainer. Hello. Good afternoon to you. Yosef, how are you, my friend? Baruch Hashem. I am Bar- trying to trying to get this computer to work. I'm I'm on with you guys via Zoom, and I'm only getting half of a screen. But that's nobody's problem but mine. Do not you're like the magic, the the uh, the curtain behind. Uh, we're like in the Wizard of Oz. Don't tell people how we do our magic. <laughs> um. Well, it's good to good to see you again. And um, how was your Shabbos? It was good. It was awesome. We had a, a, a young newlywed couple over who are just really cute together. Oh, how did you meet a newlywed couple? Well, I've known the guy since he's 15. He's now like 21. And ah. so, you know, that's how we know them. All right. Beautiful. Awesome. I love that. Um, let's welcome our listeners, Mr. Yosef Kainer. Of course, as usual, every week, the United States of China, Israel, and here's a new one, Pakistan. Hello, Pakistan. Hello. How would they even have internet over there? I don't know. <laughs> Canada's listening. South Africa. If they, if they have if they have atomic weapons, I think they also have internet. <laughs> um, Sweden, and of course, the country of other. I love you, other. Um, you know, I have a fo- speaking of Sweden, I do have a follow up story, uh, which is fascinating. So last week, if you remember, um, we discussed how in Sweden they wanted to burn a safer Torah. <laughs> remember that? Mm-hmm. Because, because a um, an Iraqi uh, refugee that lived in Sweden, a Muslim guy was in protest of the Islam and of Iranian government burned a uh, Quran. So basically, the Swedish government uh, has hundreds of applications coming in to fill to burn safer Torahs. Now, so the Muslims wanted to burn a safer Torah, not because a Muslim built a to it, I don't even know why. We had nothing to do with it. Whatever. Listen to last week's show. Anyway, I have a follow-up story. So this week, the Swedish government, and I want to give a shout out to you, Swedish, Sweden. Thanks a lot. They approved for this Muslim guy to burn a Torah in front of the Israeli embassy. Now it's, it's for equal equal time, you know. That's right. But here's the beautiful thing. It was all illusion. It was all the trick. This Muslim, Baruch Hashem, he didn't want to burn a safer Torah. He filled out the application to burn a safer Torah so he can gather people then to protest of burning all holy books. So he refused to burn the Torah. He took his lighter and he threw it on the ground. He said, I am not going to burn a Torah and I'm not going to burn a Koran and I am not going to burn any Christian books because this is all wrong. Now, this is the type of Muslim I love. Isn't that amazing? That is really nice. Yeah, I'm, you're so excited. You're jumping for joy in your yellow shirt. I love it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was all a ploy uh, just to uh, oppose all of this and to really oppose the Swedish government for allowing 
people to burn holy books of all faiths. So I commend this Muslim. He's a refugee from Syria. So he's from Syria. I say, this is the guy. Let's get him into Israel and put him in the IDF. <laughs> Can we trust him? Hello? Oh, was I supposed <laughs> to say something there? You're, oh, well, this is, let me explain something is, to you. We're, we're radio. on a radio show. That's I talk. Right. Then that's, you respond. There's, there should why. never be any silence. That's a, it's called dead air. Yeah, and that is that. That means our ratings will go down, and our producer will fire me. <laughs> so anyway, our, our, so our audience, story. Our audience might stop watching. Listening. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought that was a great story, and I wanted to sh just share that follow up. That's that's. I'm glad it turned out that way because it was getting really messy, and and the Ministry of Foreign Affairs was getting involved, and the, the, they were trying to stop. It's very nice. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I feel bad for the, the, the Muslim, though, because he's got to go in hiding now. Well, Co, come hide in Israel. Uh, anyway, do you have a uh, story that you'd like to share? or Do, do I have oh, a no. story? If I can get this browser to work. Hold on. Okay. Um, well, you know what? Actually, I do have something. So we are in the middle of the three weeks. And I mentioned this last week. I want to just tell you something a little. Uh, so I study with my I study with a Chavrusa twice a week. Now, for those who don't uh, know, Chavrusa is a study partner. I should point out. That's right. I was just going to tell our audience that, but oh. thank you. Um, and he is a, one of the most holiest. He is the one. He was a tzaddik, and he's really becoming a personal friend of mine. And so he texts me. He's a young kid. He's only twenty-six, but he learns in a kolel. This guy, his Torah is his whole life. He is so holy, so holy that he has so many fences around the Torah. Yeah. Uh -huh. How many fences does he have? He's got so many fences that he can't even reach the Torah. <laughs> That's how many fences he has. Being friends with him is like being friends with someone back in the 80s and 90s. I can only call him on the phone. You can't text him. You can't leave him a message. Uh, he's got no internet. Uh, his wife is also at Sadekis. If I want to text him, I have to text his wife, <laughs> and then she relays the message to him. I know, I know people like that. It's, it's crazy. Like, it's, like, it's like the Amish. That's right. Anyway, so this is what he tells me. He texts me out of the blue, and he says, hey, uh, you want to know a great documentary slash movie that you should watch during the three weeks? And I said, oh, what is that? He goes, you should watch Schindler's List. <laughs> this is what he tells me. I go, first of all, do you know how old that movie is? I said, I should watch Schindler's List? I was like, uh, yes, it's very apropos to the three weeks, Stephen, and you should watch it. I said, oh, really? His name is Benzie. I go, Benzie, have you watched Schindler's List? He says, oh, no, no, I haven't seen it. I go, wait, 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 wait. You're putting, you want me to watch Schindler's List, but you won't even watch it? He goes, well, you know, I don't want to see anything that might be inappropriate. <laughs> I say, inappropriate? The whole movie is inappropriate. It's Jews getting murdered. But you want me to see it? <laughs> I just thought that was funny that he calls it like a documentary. <laughs> uh, you gotta love these holy Torah tzaddikim that just they 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 live in this bubble, and I love it. I respect it. I admire it. I could never reach that level of holiness, but he just makes me laugh, and like all my jokes go wasted on him because he doesn't understand any well Western culture. Like to give you a quick example. 
uh, every Shabbos, he walks into shul and he starts singing, right? And he's davening, but he sings and it's beautiful. And he's so passionate and his eyes are closed and he's smiling. He's got his hands in the air and he's singing. And it's a little bit distracting to me because I can't focus because he's singing so loud. Anyway, I went up to him after uh, shul once. I said, hey, what are you like the Frank Sinatra of uh, of uh, Yiddish guy? He goes, who's Frank Sinatra? <laughs> I love this guy. He's there in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 studies at the Colel here. Wow. Oh, it's beautiful. Interesting. Okay, listen, there are all kinds of people, you know. I just wanted to share that because it's very funny. I love him though. I give a big shout out to him. Anyway, I'm sorry. Did you find your story? <laughs> I have I have I have a story about. I have a couple of Hong Kong stories. I have one Hong Kong. Um. The, the they they're trying to get people to stop smoking in Hong Kong. So the Hong Kong health minister says, if you're in a restaurant or you're in any place where you see somebody smoking, stare at them and make mean faces. Oh, this, yeah. is, this is the latest. It says, it says when, da, 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 when members of the public see smoking in non-smoking areas, even if no law enforcement officers can show up immediately, we can stare at the smokers. That's what when somebody takes out a cigarette, everyone on the premises can stare at that person. I don't believe that they would try to, you know, go against all these people staring. So they're trying to socially shame people from out of smoking. Oh my Hong God. Kong. Oh my God. Look at Fung. Fung is taking out a cigarette. Please, everybody <laughs> stop and look at him in with mean looks. Please, Fung, stop it. We're going to stare at you. <laughs> <laughs> look, Long Duck Dong is taking out a pack of marble. Take his cigarette away. Don't touch his cigarette. Just stare. Give mean look. <laughs> that is that is great. So they just give mean nasty looks. Yep. And that's the the health minister gives his okay. So it's okay. Give people dirty looks. <laughs> wow, that is a bizarre story to get people to stop smoking. They should just tax the cigarettes and just you know that's what they do here in America. It's like eleven dollars for a pack of cigarettes. I think it's like something. Speaking, like speaking of cigarettes, you can't see my living room, but I've got tobacco leaves curing hanging from the ceiling. I look like I'm in Virginia someplace. I, why do we've, you? We've got a. You... I, it's because it's a very cool plant. I don't smoke, right? I smoked for one year when I was seventeen, but growing tobacco is so interesting. We have a couple of tobacco plants in the backyard, and then some of them are ready to harvest. When you harvest them, you tie them together and hang them in bunches. So I've got a whole row of tobacco leaves hanging from my ceiling. And Yaeli is okay with this? She she's a, it's it's a, you know it's local color. It's a conversation starter. And what are you doing with those leaves? So okay, so what you can do is you can make them in, I mean you could make them into cigars, but once they're cured and they're ready to use, um, you put it through a pasta maker which shreds it and then you have shredded tobacco kind of like if you were just to buy tobacco in the store. Ah. You can you can roll that in cigarettes, and the cigarettes smell like cigars. Why is my... You put it I, in I, a my... pasta maker and put it as oregano on top of your pasta. That's what you do, and you exactly. eat spaghetti with um, tobacco. Tobacco, mm, tobacco, yes. tobacco and Yummy. pineapple. That is delicious. I love tobacco with my pasta. Oh, my God, 15 seconds. We'll be back after this. Messages, everybody. Don't go anywhere.
Has the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Roya Mosinian. <laughs> shalom, shalom. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. This is, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was laughing because my producer is so funny. Welcome back to Israel News Talk Radio. My name is Steve Miller with Yosef Kaner. Yosef, how are you? Hello, how are you? I'm so happy to see you. Before we went off the air, or as we were off the air, Yosef said, Oi, my wife just came home. I have to say hello to her. What a good husband you are. Oh, except, you go except home. I didn't say oi. Well, I, I need to correct you. You said, let me, let, me, let me say hello to my wife. And then you walked over, do-de-do-de-do-de-do. <laughs> and there was like, you know, music going on in the background. do 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 Actually, the music in the background while you were walking to your wife was, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> do you know what that's from? I don't know what that is, no. That's from the Wizard of Oz whenever the uh, Wicked Witch of the West <laughs> showed up. <laughs> the music the, would go, The only thing I remember is, do de <laughs> That's you. You're the soldiers. Dodi, as you're walking over to your wife. Dodi, do. Whoa. Say hello, ya Ellie. Whoa. Anyway, all right. That movie good. that I love, The Wizard of Oz, and one of my daughters, the first time she saw it, she was maybe four or something like that. It scared her so much that she hid behind the couch when really? the rest of us were watching it, and she didn't want to look. Wow. Okay. I'm going to move on to our next story. You're not going to like this story. This is a story, another follow-up from one of your favorite politicians, Mr. Yosef. RFK Jr. has now said another anti-Semitic thing. It says here, RFK Jr. says, COVID is an ethnically targeted bioweapon designed to spare the Jews. Okay, no, no, let, I, you let me finish this story. You, finish. I, 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 hush, hush over there, because I know you love me. You love RFK Jr. Uh, apparently, the Democrat presidential candidate, he uh, had a controversial opinion about vaccines and COVID-19, right? This is what he says. It says here that uh, uh, there is an argument that it is ethnically targeted. COVID-19 attacks certain races disproportionately. Kennedy said, COVID-19 is targeted to attack Caucasians and black people. The people who are most immune are Ashkenazi Jews and the Chinese. Okay. This is now, what let, he said. Let, let me tell you, that, that is kind of what he said. And let me explain, <laughs> let me explain where you're wrong. Um, it's not anti-Semitic, first of all. He was discussing the the construct of the the, uh, the the virus how it's how it's it seems he said according to research he doesn't make stuff up he goes by research there has been research that shows that the the not the vaccine but the the uh, virus attacks certain groups of people more and certain groups of people yes yet less it just happens that according to that study the people, Chinese people and Ashkenazi Jews are less affected by the virus. And the claim, the argument is that it was designed that way on purpose to go after the Westerners more and whatever. So yeah, now but the Chinese are the ones who invented it and created it. Didn't they want to kill their own people? <laughs> no, it's, it, it doesn't. That's why it doesn't hurt Chinese so much. That's well, what people, that's what plenty Listen, of Chinese people that died. People I guess. are people are going after 
RFK the same way that people went after Trump. You look up any because remember the news the news media is like 90% owned by big pharma. So they're not going to anybody who's against the vaccines, they're going to make fun of him. So now that it's it's his turn. They're making fun of RFK and it's okay. really it's nasty. Well, here, it says here the uh, the uh, the at the New York Post story is mistaken. He wrote this is what he tweeted. I I I have never ever suggested that the COVID nineteen virus was targeted to spare Jews. I know plenty of Jews that died of COVID. I accurately pointed out during an an off the record uh, conversation uh, that the U.S. and other governments are developing ethnically targeted bioweapons. I love this. And uh, you know what? Uh, it, it spares Ashkenazi Jews. I'm going to convert. <laughs> I think I'll be safe if I, if I convert. Will I be immune to uh, uh, COVID? <laughs> you, you know he doesn't sound like that. Yes, I do, Joseph. Uh, uh, don't okay. you talk me how I sound, Joseph. <laughs> I know you love me, but... Uh, 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 uh. I don't understand how a virus knows who's Ashkenazi, who's Chinese, who's black. They just go into bodies. The whole thing is stupid anyway. I got it's sick, and, I w- and I'm Ashkenazi. It's, it's, it doesn't I, mean, I just debunked you, RFK. I just debunked you. Uh, Yosef, uh, you're wrong. Okay, I guess we're going to have to disagree. Ooh, it's our first fight on Lighten Up. It's our first fight between Yosef and Steven. (laughs) Anyway, so that's a good story. I really enjoyed reading that, and it's an excuse to talk like the the drunken Kennedys. (laughs) That accent is more Australian than... than... Oh, stop it. You don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I have a story about a, a 23-year-old hairball. <laughs> what? what? Is that from a 23-year-old giant cat? <laughs> no, no. This is a woman. She is... Her name is Davina Burnell. For 23 years, she's been collecting hair that falls out of her head when she's taking showers. She could, she takes it out of the drain, you know? And yeah. she's, been, she's been just making... You know how some people make balls of aluminum foil? She's been making a hairball... And for some reason, she thinks that it's, you know, appropriate to bring it out when guests come over and show it. <laughs> Get out of here. Show Where is them. that story? Where'd you find that? This is a New York Post. I can send you the link. Uh, is there a picture of the hairball? A picture of the hairball. It's bigger than her head. Oh, um, my God. That is crazy. It, do you and see she it? brings it like, out to her guest? Here it is. Here, I'm sending you the link. Um. Oh my lord! Oh look, she's Asian too. I mm-hmm. wonder if it, it, the COVID virus does not affect me. I make hairballs. Yeah, <laughs> oh my god! Otherwise, how could she have saved this hair? She would have been Joseph. Down by the virus. That's not just bigger than her head. That's bigger than her, her whole. That's upper bigger body. than her upper body. It's true. It looks like a huge strimal. <laughs> it does. It does. Or well, something, something a very large cat would, would cough up. Meow! That's from her head. How many years is that? 23 years. That is disgusting. What does she, what, what does the guest say when they come to her house? Oh, here come, we, what's her name? Her name is uh, Davina, D-I-V-I-N-A. That doesn't sound like a Chinese name. Oh, Davina, bring out your hair, Davina, with your Kung Pao chicken. <laughs> I'm serving Kung Pao chicken with my hair. 
<laughs> oh my God, that is unbelievable. If the people tell the audience where they can go to look at this picture, it'll blow. Oh, the New York Post. Just go to NewYorkPost.com or you can probably Google giant hairball. It is unbelievable. Everyone in Pakistan, go do it. All the Taliban. I think all the Taliban in Pakistan should 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 use their beard hair and make a giant hairball. <laughs> wow, that's an incredible story. That is a lighten up story. Yosef, wow. I'm really Kol Hakavod. Hello? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, when we're when we're talking about hair, I like to go to my roots. <laughs> Hi <Hi-o! laughs> Um okay. Do you oh, you, this is a story I don't I'm not looking at it, but it's an excellent story. It's like take about a minute. When yeah. when uh, Jews were escaping Hitler, so they went anywhere they could. There was a group of Jews that wound up that they, they got there was some uh, I forget what his name was, but he was giving out visas to Shanghai. So a lot of Jews just went to Shanghai. And there, there's, you know, after a while, there's a Jewish community in Shanghai. And, you know, the local uh, people are trying to figure out what's going on. I mean, they knew what was going on, but they why are these people picking Shanghai? The um, the council general over there or something. There was a rub. I forget his name. I think Rav Melchior, maybe I forget. And they, he, he, he said, what is it like? Why is Hitler persecuting you? Because they really didn't know why Hitler had such a thing against Jews. And the the Rav said that he he didn't know exactly what to say. He said God put the words in his mouth. He said, "You know why they're attacking us? Because we're Asian." And that <laughs> that was enough. That was and the guy said, "I got gotcha. you." And for the rest of the time that the J- Jewish community was in Shanghai, they were treated very very well. Well, I know that is true, but what, I don't quite understand this. What do you mean? Hitler thinks the Jews are Asian? I don't, I'm totally lost. I don't understand. Is this a muscle or a parable? No. Look, you, theoretically, because we're from the land of Israel, some people say that Israel is part of Asia. It's what? Eurasia. Some people say that. Listen, that, yeah. it's the story. It, it, it was good enough for the council general. He believed it, so it worked, so it's fine. That is not true. Israel is not part of China, but I will tell you this, Mr. Yosef, that the Chinese and the Jews do not suffer from COVID. But I will tell you, the Chinese, they make the greatest hairballs. You're not you're not enjoying this, are you? No, I don't, because I, I respect Robert Kennedy and it's not nice to make fun of him. Oh, my Lord. This is lighten up. You've got to lighten up. <laughs> we make fun of everybody. You know, it's, I'm sitting here uh, uh, on the air with you, and this giant hairball is on my computer screen. I can't stop looking at it. It's insane. What a great story. And look, she's, she's holding it, and she's so proud. I'm so, I'm so proud of my hairball. <laughs> I love it. It looks like a oh my god. Anyway, I'm just flabbergasted with it. I did want to go into a real quick story, but I see that we only have 30 seconds. Uh, so I can I, I I guess I can I can I can save it for for when we uh, come back. Um, but I know that my my producer will be like, keep talking. Oh, some some dots are coming up. My producer's about to tell us something. I I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm standing on the edge of my hairball. Oh. 15 seconds left. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be right back. Please stick around for more insanity. Peace and love. Peace and love.
Has the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Roya Mosinian. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Lighten Up on YouTube. Hi, My name is Steve Miller with the lovely, handsome, and funny, and very uh, big, huge fan of RFK, Joseph Yainer. Joseph Yainer. Thank you, Jim. Jim. Uh, anyway, listen, real quick, I'm going to tell you something. This is a story I've been sitting on, <laughs> but I just want to really mention it quick, briefly. We're going to get right to the cut to the chase. I'm, not, I'm sure you're aware of this already, um, but it says here, this This is, uh, and the, these, these people listen, this country listens to us all the time, the Netherlands. A um, biological man wins Miss Netherlands beauty pageant. Did you hear about that? Oh, this no. happened uh, a couple weeks ago. Another one. Yeah, it says a biological man identifying as a transgender woman has won Miss Netherlands beauty pageant, the first such happening in its history. And um, they showed a picture of him and the person who came in second place. Oh, my God, this, the woman, she's beautiful. And uh, But anyway, so now this man <laughs> is going to, I'm going to participate in, in, in Miss Universe. Now. This is so, so unfair to women. It really is. Um, but it's funny uh, because, you know what, they do it to themselves. And uh, I just think it's hysterical. And uh, that's really all I really want to say about it. Her name is I'm not even going to say her because it's a man. Uh, it says um, Ricky Valerie. So his name is Rick. Hi, my name's Rick. Uh, and I won the crown on Sunday, apparently impressing the jury with with his iron strong story and clear mission. Yes, I also bench press. 300 pounds for the judges. That's how I won the crown. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> I don't, uh, anyway, so, oh, here's, 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 oh, who, who's calling you during the show? If they're not supposed to. All right, we'll ignore it because it's coming into my ear. Anyway. I put it on do not disturb. I'm going to have to have a talk yeah. with my phone afterwards. Uh, <laughs> here's a story it's time for another section of lighten up sports on radio yosef this is your favorite you love sports oops <laughs> i still on the air okay uh now this has to do with israel the israel there's a lot of tournaments going on under 20 there was the under tournament soccer the under-20 lacrosse, and now here's another under-20. The Israeli under-20 basketball team falls short to France in the European European final. They were in the Europe. They were, they were in the European Championships. They lost to France. Are you kidding me? 89 to 79 in overtime to France, dude. Those guys are, well, they're French. How do you lose to French? To the French? Well, oh, we maybe beat, maybe we they have the tall Jews. French people, you know. It says here, Noam Yakov was Israel's leading scorer of the night with 31 points. And then uh, coming in a quick second place, Daniel Wolf. Daniel Wolf, 17 points. And uh, anyway, so the, uh, the Israeli papers, a huge kudos to our young basketball team for a wonderful tournament, making it to the finals of the European Championship. And of course, they lost to the French, the same country that during World War II said, we give up, come on in. <laughs> Ay, they're so weak. Anyway, so 
we lost to the French. But of course, Israel will give them a parade. And that's why you got to love Israel and the Israeli people. They're just so proud of their athletes, even when they don't win. They're just so grateful. But uh, usually, I think this uh, team is probably is mostly made up of American Jews. <laughs> but you would think they would be able to beat the French. But anyway, they lost. But anyway, kudos to you, Israel, for getting the silver in the under-20 European Basketball Championships. Uh, Like you say, I'm such a big sports fan. I was so not into sports in high school that um, when we we had PE, this is when they still had PE, yeah? So you had to go take off your gym, yeah? You had to take off your clothes, put on on your PE thing, go outside, stand in stand in rows and you had to do jumping jacks and all this kind of stuff. And then sometimes they would make you do a lap around the track, which was around the football field. So that was the size of the track. Me and two other guys decided somebody's got to come in last. So we'll come in last. So we just walked. Everybody else ran. We walked. We took our time. That's how competitive I was. And I'm still the same. Um, Outstanding. Yeah, I had to change into gym clothes, too, and I couldn't stand it. I'm just trying to go through some of these stories. Anyway, did you want to share something, or should I move on real quickly? Well, we could talk about the ducks in Hong Kong. Okay, go it's, ahead. It's not quack, that big. Quack, it's, quack. It's, it's, yeah, it's not all it's quacked up to be. Hi, um, th- There is some artist. Every once in a while, somewhere in the world, somebody does something with big rubber ducks. So this time, it's a Dutch artist. He has two 60-foot-tall rubber duckies in Hong Kong, in Victoria Harbor in Hong Kong, which I think is really cool because I love rubber duckies. We have a very large rubber ducky <laughs> in our bathroom on the edge of the bathtub. So you're taking a bath, you can throw it in there. It's about a foot wide. It's a huge rubber duck. But this is very cool. They're infl- inflatable rubber ducks. It must have taken a lot of people to blow this thing up, you know. But they're 60 feet tall, and they think that it's going to have good a good outcome for Hong Kong. I don't know what they do with it when they're done with it. Does it floats out to the ocean? I'm not sure, but they're very, it's very cool. You can look in Reuters. You can see the picture. That's an incredible story. Uh, not <laughs> what I better, find most better than your RFK story. Don't you insult RFK. The Jews will never get COVID along with the Chinese and their hairballs. Um, What's disturbing about your story is that you have a giant rubber ducky in your bathtub. <laughs> I wouldn't tell the listeners that. <laughs> we have kids. We, we have neighborhood kids who come. We also have two very large squirt guns because the, Israel has a huge feral cat population. So cats just, come in your yard. They'll come sit on your house. They'll sit on your car. They feel like they own the country. I was given advice by a... A uh, what do you call it? The veterinarian who works for a certain city. I won't name the city. I told him we have cats coming into our yard. They're like they're they're awful. What can we do to chase them away that won't hurt them? And he sent me back a one-word email. It said water. So we bought two very large squirt guns that hold about a liter, about four cups of water each. And every once in a while, we go outside with these squirt guns and squirt the cats that are sitting on our yard and get them out of here. So we have wow. neighborhood neighborhood kids when they come over. A couple of them, for some reason, love filling up the squirt guns, going in the bathroom, and attacking the rubber ducky. So I'm just <laughs> sharing. You are sharing. Thank you. I love how you said the cats, they come in there and they think they own the country, kind of like the Arabs. hi <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. I'm, I'm okay. trying to 
think of a we're pun gonna... to add there, but I can't. Okay. Well, we're going to move on. Listen to this. You're going to love this story. Uh, this is fascinating story. So it says here, here's the title. Man takes DNA test and destroys parents' 33-year marriage. Hi-oh! It's so sad. It is really sad. So apparently this, 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 this son decided to get a DNA test. We've all done it or we've all had thoughts about, you know, finding out our history. Long story short, the test comes back. He's not biologically related to his father, which then ensues ending his parents a 33-year marriage. Oh, my God. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Thanks a lot, son. <laughs> oh. It's sad. It's sad. Um, I mean, I'm sure they're more, you know, I don't know what kind of relationship they had to begin with, but and did it did it happen before they were married, after they were married? It could be I, from a fling before they got married. Well, that's true, but obviously probably not. That's uh, either way. That's a big bomb, baby. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, my marriage ended after 20 years. I feel for you. I understand how you feel. <laughs> hey, his wife must have been a big sota. <laughs> for those who don't know, that is uh, that means, um, well, okay. <laughs> Would you like to share what the word sota means? <laughs> a sota would be a straying woman. A what? A straying woman. That's right. A woman who commits adultery in the in 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 the Torah. Anyway, we'll move on. I thought that was a funny story, so I'm glad not. I'm not the only one whose marriage is ruined. <laughs> I don't feel so bad now about my life. Now that uh, <laughs> this guy, his son, ruined his 33 year old marriage. Oh my God, I would disown him. Well, <laughs> now he is going to disown him because he's like, you know what? I'm not even your dad. <laughs> Cat lady just started yelling in the hallway again. She appears, uh, she resurfaces. Well, why don't you squirt her with a, a, a gun? Get <laughs> that, rid of her like you do that, with the cats. Yeah, that would not work. Okay. Listen, we're going to go on the international scene right now. <laughs> do, 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 do. International, I have some news from Iran. Would you like to hear it? Yes, I would. All right, here we go. <laughs> Excuse me while I'm coughing. Ah, look, look like COVID attack Ashkenazi. Um, okay. Iran brings back the morality police. Yay! <laughs> um, it says here, uh, they decided to bring back the morality police. Says women, uh, without headscarves will now be detained. So apparently, uh, years ago, uh, last year or something, this, the morality police. Hi, uh, my, my name is Detective Muhammad from the morality police. <laughs> I love that. Um, there was a woman who they detained and they I think they killed her by accident or I don't know. Something happened and the morality police kind of went away for a little bit. They there were massive, massive demonstrations until the, the Iranian government uh, decided to to stop the to stop the uh, the the protest by killing uh, 500 people. Um, but yet Israel is an apartheid state. <laughs> Israel is the bad state uh, to the U.N., but Iran is is perfect. Um, but now they've decided uh, we're going to bring back the morality police. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> so basically they go around and they patrol. And if they see a woman without a headscarf, they pull her over and they say, excuse me, mama, they see your license and registration, please. <laughs> you are not wearing a headscarf. You are not wearing a hijab. I am from the morality police. I have morals. Now, please, I'm going to whip you. I don't know. Stupid. Anyway, yeah, what do you a, think of that? You know, the, the question I have is, American feminists, how many of them are protesting this? 
None. Well, I find it uh, fascinating that uh, they're bringing back the mor- morality police. Uh, it says, 10 months after the death of a woman in their custody sparked nationwide protest, the morality police had largely pulled back from following uh, this incident last September. Ah, okay. The pro- I love this. The protests largely died down earlier this year following a heavy crackdown in which over 500 protesters were killed. <laughs> they killed their own people. That's how we stop protests in Iran. We just murder you. Yeah. But yeah. we have a morality police. Don't you see the iron? The but irony not not only do they not only do they kill women for not having their heads covered, they throw gay people off of roofs or hang them from cranes. That's right. We are the morality police. Now, please come up to the top of the roof, and I'm going to show you what good morals are. Now, just let me open your arms like uh, the movie Titanic, and just uh, remember, just think Titanic, and then push <laughs> morality. <laughs> Anyway, so that's going on in Iran, everybody. Hi-oh! All right. Hmm. That's it. Um, what do you got? <laughs> I, I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing. Well, oh, you're all out of material. Okay. Well, I'm starting to look for more. I thought that the ducks and the hairball would be enough, but no. Okay. I, I, well, I have a good story that we can end on. I just wanted to talk about one more thing. I do have two stories. I just don't know which one to do. So here's one uh, I found. This kind of goes, uh, this I found in the New Jersey Jewish News because everything exciting that happens in for the Jews happens in New Jersey. Hi-oh! Anyway, uh, it says here, no one does well when they feel shamed. Now, this was a story that I read, and it went on and on and on. It's really not a story that needs too much uh, length. It's really basically in West Orange, New Jersey, a bake shop, a kosher baker refused to fulfill an order, of course, for an LGBTQ plus theme. And they wanted him to bake uh, kosher rainbow frosted cupcakes from a repeat customer. So apparently he's done it for it in the past, but then he decided his name was Yitzi. Yitzi Mittel decided to decline the order this time. He couldn't bring himself to produce the pride theme cupcakes. I don't want rainbow cupcakes, and I'm not giving it to you. He's an Orthodox Jew. Uh, he had made similar cakes an order uh, for an order the year before. So apparently he did it for them last year, but the experience was very unnerving to him, he said, because he un- the understanding of Jewish law holds that LBGTQ plus minus divided by is antithetical to what what I stand for. So basically, he didn't make the cupcakes. Everyone got all bent, a, bent out of shape. Half the people took his side. Half the people took the other people's side. I don't even understand it. It's so stupid, but I just love. But the courts, that. the courts took his side, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. The courts took his side. Uh, it's just funny that, uh, because you know what, there's how many bakers, I mean, I just thought these people, they, they do this on purpose to cause problems. They know that a religious man will not do this, but yet they walk into a store ghost. You know how many gay bakers there are? Hello, Frisco. There's a lot of gay (laughs) bakers. Come to my store. I mean, they're like totally discriminating against their own people. Go to a gay baker. God. Or they could go to a a Muslim baker and see how that would go. 
<laughs> they'll say, hold on, I will make you cupcakes. But, and then you see him in the back room calling 911. Excuse me, I'm calling the morality police. I have two gay people wanting me to make rainbow cupcakes. I will not do it. It's not halal. 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 <laughs> anyway, just, you know, go to a gay baker. Hey, yes. wasn't there a story? Didn't Joseph uh, decipher a dream for the gay baker? <laughs> Wasn't he gay in jail in the Torah? I think, I think we were having a, con, con, what do they call it, a conflagration? No, a con, conflation of the story of the coat of many colors and the rainbow. I think that's where that happened. Yeah, yeah. Okay, very good. Anyway, it all ends well. Yitzi didn't have to make the cupcakes and... Uh, the other people gave the gay baker, a gay baker, some business. So everyone, it's all good. It all ended up happy. Okay. All right. Outstanding. Uh, would For, you like to share? The, forget the health effects of eating a lot of sugar. That's a whole separate story. Oh, yeah, that's right. Of course. No sugar. <laughs> no sugar. Uh, we hate sugar, but we love our rainbow. <laughs> anyway. You do a very good Dom DeLuise. I like that. Dom, it's Dom DeLuise. You know what I'm doing? That's Ethel Merman. <laughs> Ethel Merman. So, so he Hello, was doing the... Frisco. Really? That's I've where got that rhythm. Whisk. I've got style. I've got <laughs> everything. My name's Ethel Merman. I, I didn't know she sounded like that. I know that she's identified as the, you know, the gay people like Ethel Merman. The gay people who are probably over 60 years old like Ethel Merman. But I didn't know that because Dom DeLuise used to use that voice. Oh, he did? I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that. Well, he stole it from me. <laughs> Who, who stole it from Ethel Merman? Yeah. Who stole it from her next-door neighbor, which is a little-known story. Okay, I've got a crazy, wacky story that we can finish on. Um, now, of course, this, 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 is, this happened in, I think, Miami, so this is considered a Florida man story. This is unbelievable. Just the, the title of the story is insane. Ready? It goes, okay. Homeless man with no arms stabs a tourist. <laughs> Boy, I bet you the, 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 the Palestinians would love to recruit him. <laughs> it, sa it says here on Tuesday, a 46-year-old armless street painter. How the hell is he painting when he's got no arms? Oh, my God. This story no, no, gets no. better and Read better. It. This is like learning Talmud. Read it differently. He paints streets that have no arms. <laughs> it's like learning Talmud. Oh, my God. His name is Jonathan Dale. Uh he was arrested after he grabbed a pair of scissors with his feet. Oh, my God. And launched himself towards a 22-year-old uh, Taurus and stabbed him with the, uh, with the scissors with his feet. This happened in Miami, Florida. This is a total Florida man story. Oh, my God. So not only is he a painter he, <laughs> with no arms, but he stabs people with his feet. That is insane. It says here... Uh, Crenshaw stated in self-defense, grabbed a pair of scissors with his feet and stabbed the Taurus twice, inflicting a stab wound on his left arm. Wow. He was able to get his feet that high to stab someone in his left arm? What flexibility. This guy should be in uh, – what's that show where, where, where they're all doing acrobats in Vegas? It's all acrobatics. Oh, my God. Now, now he's going to have to be careful about picking up the soap in the shower with his feet. <laughs> it says he was arrested uh, and charged with aggravated assault. And uh, that's so sad. 
And so it his, says his here, life is his life is bad enough. What does he have to do something like that for? He's being held. He's being held at the Miami Dade Correction Centers with a seven thousand five hundred dollar bond. So if anyone wants to let him out, uh, so he can continue painting with his feet, uh, that would be great. Anyway, that's a great Florida man story. <laughs> I just love how he stabbed him in his left arm. Boy, he's like flexible. Anyway. That's it. We made it through another show, Yosef. 30 seconds left. What would you like to say? Peace and love. Peace and love. We need more peace and love. Thank you very much, everybody. And RFK, I would like to say that the Jews will never get COVID along with the Chinese. Era, era. Have a beautiful week. Shavuot Tov, everybody. Era, era, era.